Hey, I'm Steph. I'm a motivator, creator, small business owner, and educator. I'm a lover of all things health, spirituality, inspiration, and business. These are just a few words to describe me, along with passion, grit, and resiliency. Regardless of what I'm up to, I am soul-driven to create a purpose-filled life and find the advantages in adversity, all while keeping a smile on my face. Soul Driven with Steph is a podcast that will fill up your cup and leave you feeling empowered, inspired, and on fire as you listen to interviews and stories of other soul-driven and strong women that have overcome against all odds. This podcast was a calling on Steph's soul to serve, connect, and share stories of struggles and successes, all to create a community so that you know you're never alone. Grab a cup of coffee, get ready to learn laugh and leave with wisdom and strategies to connect to your soul and get back in the driver's seat of your life today. Here's Steph. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Driven with Steph. I am so excited for today's episode because we are talking about one of my favorite things to do, which is reflect. (laughs) I know it might sound strange, but I am just someone who really benefits from reflecting on my experiences, whether they're good or bad. And I think that we could really all use a lot more quiet time where we go inside, we go do the internal work that it takes to reflect and pull out the lessons and the threads and the wins and like I said, the good and the bad of everything that we experience in our life and or in our business. So although this episode is going to be geared specifically toward small business owners, you can pull this into all areas of your life as you take a end of the year audit on what is and is not working. And we will talk about looking ahead to set goals for the coming year. So first and foremost, I am going to look at this from two sides of the coin. I personally am more of a uh, goal-driven person from a spiritual, visionary, soul side of things. So that probably doesn't surprise you at all, (laughs) that I like to set goals with soul and I like to really look at Uh, what is and isn't working from a more maybe qualitative perspective. I, though, realize after many years how important it is to also pull from quantitative data, from numbers, from research, from the analytics of things. So I'm going to give you both sides of that, that coin today as we look at our life and our business in the past year. We're going to look at it both from an analytical standpoint of data and hard numbers, as well as an emotional, more soul-inspired standpoint as well. So if you are driving, know that this is going to be an episode you want to come back to with your journal, or you can download the the end-of-the-year reflection workbook that I will link in the show notes for you to do this on your own. But this is something that I have developed over the past few years that has really helped me in my own businesses. So 
what I did is I wanted to set goals for the new year based on where I was at currently. And I'll talk a little bit about why that's so important, but I wanted to create a framework around it and I wanted it to be more than just from from my emotions or my experiences. I also wanted it to be from hard data because I know that that is the sometimes the missing piece for me that I need to make a big decision is I need to see the numbers behind it. I usually already have the intuition and the gut feeling about it, but the numbers don't lie and they just usually back up the decision that I know I need to make. Now, you might be the opposite where you are more analytical, you are more numbers driven and based. So you actually need to tap into your intuition and get quiet and do some introspection and maybe some journaling and some meditation. So that might be more helpful for you. So knowing yourself is really important. Which side do you tend to lean into? Do you tend to make decisions just from your gut or from numbers? And how can you use both? Because I really do think to be a smart business owner and to be someone that's making strategic decisions that often probably reflect and affect more than just yourself, you have to be able to tap into both sides of the coin. So let's talk a little bit about what you're going to need for this activity, this reflection. So if you're part of my membership community, Small Business Sister Circle, for the last two years, I have given a dashboard at the beginning of the year. The dashboard is meant for you to track all of your numbers and analytics based on what you want to track, your success metrics, so that at the end of the year, you can go through this audit and know what is and is not working, what is driving results, what is not. Because side note, I'm going to tell you right now that going into 2024, going into the new year, my personal motto is less is more. Less is more. I want you to be doing less everything and focusing on needle moving activities and activities and tasks and projects and events and all those things that drive results. It's that Pareto principle of 80% driving 20% of your results, right? So focusing in on where can you spend most of your time to get the most for your time and your money. So maximizing efficiency is going to be my focus moving into 2024 in all areas of my life, but I definitely hope it is part of your focus for your business because we often get burnt out and overwhelmed and stressed just being on the crazy constant hamster wheel of trying to take on and do and be more, more, more and everything to everyone. So this audit is hopefully going to help you realize what you can cut out, what you can eliminate so that you can focus in and aim towards the right things. So speaking of aiming, I love, love, love the metaphor of a bow and arrow, pulling it back. So oftentimes we're going so fast forward and I am 1000% guilty of this myself, but it doesn't give us the time or the space to be able to reflect on the direction that we're going or just making sure that we are taking care of ourselves along the way. So prime example for me was recently I was out running, enjoying my run, 
I didn't want to do it in the first place, but I made myself do it. My gut was telling me not to, but I thought I was just being kind of lazy. So I pushed myself into this run anyways. I was having a great run. I was running the farthest I had. I was not even winded. I was feeling so good. And then my ankle just gave out and rolled. And so I had to limp back and basically slow down for a couple weeks. And I know that that was a little tap on the universe for me to practice this principle of the bow and arrow that I needed to pull back, slow down. And sometimes if we don't actually take the time to do that ourselves, which most often we do not, the universe or God will do it for us. So I wound up with a sprained ankle and that gave me a whole lot of time to sit sit around still work on things, but to just be more reflective moving forward. So you can look at some of those situations where maybe you were going too fast and you ended up with an injury, you ended up with sick sickness, you ended up burnt out, whatever it is. That was your sign that you were supposed to slow down miles ago and you didn't. So now you're getting knocked on your butt. So in this instance of the bow and arrow, we have to pull the arrow back But not just that, we have to pull the arrow back and actually aim intentionally in the direction that we want to go at the target, whatever that is. So we have to know what our target is. And I feel so often that we're just kind of flailing and especially in the first few years where we're just trying to figure it out. We have no idea what we're doing. We don't really know exactly who our audience is or, you know, what our core products or services are. Like we're just trying to figure it out. So it's really hard to find that clear target forward. But that's where that introspection, journaling, reflection, connecting to your higher self will really help you. So we pull the arrow back, we slow down, we schedule in a day to ourselves to get quiet. We take that intentional aim towards that target, figuring out what we want. That's why you need to schedule in time into your schedule to fill out this end of the year audit, because it's going to give you so much clarity on that target moving forward into the new year. And then we can take aim, let that arrow fly, and we're going to go faster moving forward, be more efficient, be more productive, be more uh, focused on what we need to because we're being intentional about the direction we're going. So I love that metaphor. I have a, I have an arrow tattooed on my arm because it is something that I really tried to live by in my life. We also can look at a GPS. When we are trying to get directions for wherever we're going, we need two pieces of data. One, where we currently are right now, and two, where we want to go. And that is exactly what I want today's episode to give you clarity on, is where are you right now? That is why we need to look at this past year before we just jump into the next year, because we can set really clear intentional goals for the coming year based on where we're at and make sure that we're not going to repeat some of the same things that we did in the previous year that maybe didn't serve us. So that gap from where you are right now to where you want to go is going to give us clarity on what to focus on to get to our goals in the coming year. Okay, so hopefully I've convinced you why you need to assess and do an end of the year audit and reflection before you even set your goals for the new year. 
but I'm also going to share with you just some success, success metrics. Now, I am not going to determine what success means for you. I've preached that often that you need to know what that means to you in your life and in your business, but I can give you some indicators of maybe some metrics that you could track in order to really know if you are going in the right direction. So why do you need success metrics? Well, they give you clarity around your goals and where you want to go first and foremost. It allows you to also track your progress and your growth over time. It's so funny to me how I didn't really track anything the first five or six years of my business. And once I started tracking things, I saw mounds of growth in very short amounts of time. And those pockets of growth are what is going to inspire us to keep moving forward when we're feeling maybe like we want to give up or we're feeling doubtful, we're feeling the fears that we have. We need to see that growth over time to give us the inspiration to move forward. We also need patterns and themes and trends to pull from in order to make clear decisions. So when you know what quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four looks like on a average year for your business, once you have a couple years in of data, you can make really good decisions about, you know, what product you need to order or what launch you need to do at what time of year. Like it just gives you so much more information to make smart decisions, especially if your business is more seasonal. So if you know you're going to have a really high quarter one and quarter two, what are you going to do to make sure that by quarter three and quarter four, you're not going to run out of money or you have other services or products as products in place to launch in those slower quarters so that you are anticipating that. There's nothing worse than getting to the end of the year and realizing that, you know, you made all of your money in one quarter and then the rest of the year was dry when you could have made those changes um, faster than waiting for the end of the year. It's also just obviously important to focus on what is working and stop doing what isn't. That's why I really encourage small business owners to check in every quarter with their dashboard and their metrics and their success metrics and their journaling to make those changes fast. Don't wait till the end of the year to realize that something isn't working. Try to course correct as fast as you can throughout the year. But it's important to know what is and isn't working. And so then you can cut out and adjust whatever you need to, whatever isn't. Okay. So if you are new to this whole success tracking metrics, maybe you are not sure what to track. So like I said, I want you to figure that out for yourself, but here's some ideas. Definitely be tracking your sales per revenue category. If you have multiple different offerings, whether it's products, services, or both, you need to have those categorized out. Why? Because it's important to know which ones are the most biggest drivers of profitability and sales to your business. So when you are making those cuts, you cut out the ones that are not big revenue streams. So categorize them out. You shouldn't have just one pocket or one number every month that is just sales. You want to know specifically what were those sales from. So that's where you can categorize it out. You could also have your average gross sales per month, or I really encourage you to focus on profitability, right? Because sales are great, 
we want high sales, but if your profit margin is almost nothing, then the amount of sales don't doesn't necessarily matter because we're going for profitability. I want you to be able to pay yourself. We could also focus on social media analytics. So maybe there's a few numbers. Maybe you're tracking engagement or impressions or followers, but choosing things that matter to you. If you're not even on social media much or maybe a platform you're not even using, don't track the analytics then. If you're not putting intentionality into those platforms, then why track the metrics? If you are putting a lot of work and effort into them, then definitely be tracking the metrics. I also really encourage you to set up your Google Analytics if you haven't. All you have to do is go in to Google, set up the analytics that connect to your website, and just let them run. And then go in and analyze the data, maybe quarterly or even at the end of the year. I mean, do it sooner if you can, but just having that analytics set up so that you're gathering data, you can always go back in and find the data then. You guys know me, I am always telling you to not build your audience on borrowed land, which means social media platforms. You do not own them, right? So if something happens, then that's gone. So have your website, have your email list. We're going to be diving a lot into email lists in the coming year because it is so essential and you will sell so much more from your email list than you almost ever will from social media. So having an engaged email list is huge. So track those analytics. How many people are opening your emails? How It doesn't even need to be a big list, right? You could be selling to 100 people, 200 people, and still could be your largest driver of revenue. So check on those analytics of open rate, click rate, so that you know that your email list is working. It could be service-based, event-based, if you're doing a lot of markets or you do a lot of pop-ups, tracking the analytics of how those events went. Would you do them again? Did you enjoy them? Yes or no? Clients gain versus clients lost. Having some sort of retention metric is going to be huge. You want to know why people are falling off or where people are falling off or what times of year of the year are you gaining the most amount of clients or leads or people are looking at your business more. And anything else that is specific to your business. There are so many different metrics you could track, but you don't need to track all of them. The dashboard really allows you to customize it to your specific business and the success metrics that you want to track for your business. So where could you find these? Here is the thing. Here's the get up with small business because all of our businesses are so unique in the maybe industry or the niche or the software that we use, you're probably going to have to pull these data metrics from multiple different platforms or software. So if you have a point of sale system, you know, it's Shopify or Square or Calendly or whatever software you use to track your clients or your services or product offer, I'm sure you can pull a lot of these data points from that. Um, QuickBooks, if you're doing bookkeeping in QuickBooks, super helpful. Obviously, social media will give you tons of insights, especially Instagram. You could track your Google ads. Again, get into those Google analytics and or maybe your email will give you some reports and some softwares. But this is really why we created the dashboard. I created it for myself first, used it for a couple years, and then basically customized it so any industry, any business can use it and make it your own and just gave it to you guys. 
as small business owners. And we give that to all of our sister circle members to utilize because it is so important to have a central location where you can pull all of this information again to make big decisions quickly. The more you scale and grow your business, the more opportunities you're going to have. And you're going to have to make big decisions and hard decisions faster than weeks or months out. You might have a few days sometimes. So you need to have all of this data and these analytics accessible to you that you could print out, that you could share, that you could utilize to make decisions faster from a place of clarity and confidence alongside your intuition. Okay, so let's dive into the reflection. So once you have gathered all this information from your own personal dashboard or your metrics that you want to track, and if you haven't, then you can still go through this. You're going to figure out where are the missing pieces in my business that I'm not tracking that I need to. And I want you to write those down as we go. So if you don't have the dashboard, that is a-okay. Hopefully this will inspire you to either join our membership and get that dashboard or just make your own. It's in a Google sheet. It's totally doable, but I know it's nice to get the work taken away from you for someone to just make it for you. But number one, ask yourself, where did most of my cash flow come from in my business this year? Again, these are those revenue categories. Was it products? Was it services? Was it bundles? Was it a specific type of service or offering a certain type of client? Was it an age group? Where is your cash flow coming from the most? What were the main channels of your business? Was it social media? Was it your website? Was it Google? Did you have a lot of events where you met new people? Are you more of a referral-based business where you're getting referrals from people? Where are your clients and your sales coming from? What events worked? So if you're doing events, maybe hosting or going to be part of them, what worked and what times of the year were they? What specific events were they? Write them down. What promotions worked? So if you're running promotions throughout the year, maybe you had a bunch that you just ran during the holiday season, what actually worked? Note what worked and note what didn't. And if it didn't work, why? Do you have any ideas of how you could tweak or change that if you're going to try it again in the coming year? What products or services were your best sellers? and what were not. Really focus on what what which ones were though. What were your best sellers? Can you replicate them? Can you sell them again? Was there a certain time of year that they were your best sellers? This next one is huge. What was my best time of the year for growth in clients, social media, and or sales? They might all be different, but what was the best time of year for growth in clients, social media, or sales? And what do I need to cut out or spend less time or money on in the coming year? Okay, so that was a little bit more quantitative data. Now we're going to look at qualitative data. So a little bit more of that introspection. What awesome, amazingly joyful things did 2023 or this past year bring for you? So what, what was awesome? What was fun? What was joyful in your life or your business? What were some of the obstacles, challenges, or shadow times that you went through? Because I know a lot of us are going through these growing pains and these transformations. So what were some of those dark times? And my favorite question, through the difficult dark times, 
What did you learn about yourself, who you are, and what is important to you? This is the key. This is why I think doing these audits are so important because we learn so much about ourselves and our business. And lastly, for that introspection, through the tough, through the times of triumph and joy, what did you learn about yourself, who you are, and what is important? So even in the good times, what did you learn? Some more general questions. In what ways did I grow in 2023? This past year, what ways did you grow? And this is where it can be personal, professional, and this is where the lines start to blur because your business probably is a huge part of your growth journey. It's a professional and personal development journey. What lessons did I learn? What will I keep doing? And what will I stop doing? What were my wins this year? What was a win for you? Something that you could celebrate and it doesn't need to be big. It can also be a small win. It's those small wins that really add up to be a big win. What parts of my business did I not enjoy? And what parts of my business brought me the most joy? This is where we get that clarity. If it's not bringing you joy, should you really be doing it? Or maybe you need to delegate it and pass it off to someone else. Or you need to figure out a way to make it more joyful if it's something that you can't pass off and you have to do it yourself. All right, looking ahead now. So that was the end of the year audit, right? So we're pulling the arrow back. Now we're going to take intentional aim towards that target. We're plugging into the GPS where we want to go. So what do I need to add more of or put more energy into in the new year? So based on, this is where it's key to know, based on the past year, what do I need to put more energy into? Because it reaped rewards in this season that I'm in right now. I'm seeing the benefit. I'm seeing the growth. So I need to pour more into it. And what areas do I want to grow? So what parts of your business or maybe personally do you want to grow? Here's a key. What systems and strategies do I need to implement to get there? Because it's great to have goals, but if we don't have a system or a strategy behind our GPS of where we're going to go, if we don't have the actual route right? The route is the system and the strategy. And that is often the very, very unglamorous work of business ownership. But if we don't have the route, then how are we going to get to the end goal? The next one, where do I see myself at the end of this year? Meaning the coming year. And lastly, what would success in my business and my life look like? So the next page in the book kind of bounces off of that last one, and it's a whole list of core desired feelings. Now, core desired feelings is a concept from Danielle Laporte and the book, um, uh, it's not called core desired feelings. It's called the desire map. (laughs) I was like, shoot, what am I, what am I forgetting? It's called the desire map. It's an amazing book, but this is a whole list in the workbook of core desired feelings. So 
when you download the list, I want you to go through and circle all of the feelings that resonate and align with where you want to go and how you want to feel in the coming year. So just to give you a couple that stand out to me, and then you'll do this for yourself. As I'm looking at this list, I see co-creative. I see centered, spacious, spirited, stillness, supercharged, I think is one of my favorite words on this list. So there's a whole whole bunch of really fun words that you can go through. You're going to write them then on the next page, write three to five, circle as many as you want. And then I want you to go to the circled ones and narrow it down to maybe let's say three to five. Then you are going to look at that list to choose your one word for the coming year, your one core desired feeling that you want to cultivate, and that you're going to connect back to in the coming year, 2024. Okay. And why this is important I know you probably heard the concept of one word, but to give you an example, this past year, my word was intentional, and it was how I tried to make every single big and small decision in my life, my whole life, not just my business. It was my personal life and and all of the things that I wanted to do just for fun was intentional as well as my business. So that was my word for 2024. While I haven't completely decided on my word for the coming year, the concept behind whatever that word ends up being is going to be less is more. So that's kind of the phrase that I'm going with. But I want you to pick your word and it doesn't have to be on that list. It could be any word that comes to mind. And think about what do you want to create in your life that allows you to feel those core desired feelings that you circled? What do you want to create or what activities even do you need to do to tap back into that? And then lastly, what is your one big intention to focus on that will bring more opportunities to connect you to your core desired feelings and create the life that you desire? So big intention. What is that big intention for the coming year? We then have a page that says, where do you see your business in the coming year and in three to five years? And then the last two pages are, again, coming back to some of those metrics, those success metrics that you decided on. If you've been using the dashboard for the last year or more, or you have some sort of your own dashboard, now is the time to check in and make sure, are these metrics actually aligned with my core desired feelings and where I want to go and how I want to feel in the coming year. Because you might be tracking data around projects or products or services that maybe are no longer in alignment with the direction that you're going. So you can actually edit your dashboard of metrics and pull some of those back and say, I don't I don't need to track this anymore. This isn't actually in alignment with the direction that I'm going. So the first question is, what does success look and feel like to your business and life in 2024? So big question, what does success look like to you? 
And this is where I do want you to tap into those qualitative, those emotional type of feelings, your intuition, and not just data. Because I want to help you build a business and a life that doesn't just look good or have numbers that are pretty, but that actually feels good. At the end of the day, you are proud of what you're building. It might be hard and it has its challenges, but it's sustainable. It allows you to live your life that you desire alongside of your business and you can find joy in your own journey. The next question is what success metrics are you currently tracking in your business and what do you need to start tracking or maybe stop tracking? How often are you going to check in with these metrics? Is it monthly? Is it quarterly? I hope it's more consistent than once a year, but that's better than nothing. <laughs> and the really the key here, the question that's the key is why are these metrics important to you? Why is it important to you to track your email open rate? Is it because your email is where you're selling most? Why is it important for you to track your sales? Well, because at the end of the day, you need to pay your bills. Why is it important to track your revenue categories? Because maybe you have revenue categories that are way outperforming others and you need to lean into those more. So I just want you to dig into the deeper why, because I will be honest, tracking and analyzing and metrics and all of the numbers behind things can get really boring. (laughs) And maybe boring isn't the right word, but it can be very unglamorous and unsexy because it's not social media worthy. It's not really social media worthy to say, I just did my monthly check-in with my analytics. It is fun to see what you find because you're always going to surprise yourself. I always do. But even for me, it's really hard for me to want to pull this data because it is work. I have to go to all these different places to find it for the most part. So you can make it fun. My challenge to you is to make it fun in in the coming year. Maybe you need to, I mean, this is spendy, but maybe you need to like check into a hotel and do this at the end of the year. Or maybe just take yourself to lunch. Take yourself out to lunch. Buy yourself a nice lunch, maybe a glass of wine. Do what you need to do to make it something that you're going to look forward to and that you're going to gain so much from personally and professionally in your business. So make it a getaway day. Do what you need to do. I'll tell you for me, I just checked in with my dashboard last week and it's really hard for me to wait till the end of the week to do it, but it often gets pushed off. So I end up doing it on like a Friday. It's like 5 p.m. I don't want to do it, but I poured myself a glass of wine. I lit a candle. I made it just kind of this ritual thing. And the information that I got from doing that was amazing. I needed that data. I needed that analytics, those analytics to go into the weekend feeling good. I could clock out, celebrate a little bit. And, and often that's what you're going to find. And if it's not, if you're, you're doing your dashboard or you're avoiding doing it because you're not seeing the numbers that you want, guess what? I've been there too. 
I used to do a uh, check-in with my dashboard every Monday and my first business. And I can't tell you how much I dreaded a lot of Mondays because I knew I had to do that dashboard and I knew my numbers were not going to give me what I wanted to. But that was also the clarity that I needed to make the decision to pivot to move away from that business and move into other things. So whether it's something that you're getting the numbers you want or you're not, it's information and information and knowledge is power. And that is what allows us to, like I said, make hard decisions that we need to in order to either stay in business or to move forward or to close. Like even if that's ultimately what you decide, you want the data to back you up alongside your gut feeling and intuition. So are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to do the work that most small business owners are avoiding because it is not social media worthy? It is not glamorous to sit down and pull data from all these different sources and then try to analyze it and figure out the way forward. But guess what? That is the work that the most successful business owners are doing. That is how they're making smart decisions. And that is how they're going to catapult themselves to the next level because that's what high-level business owners do. They don't just wing everything. You wing it for a certain period of time, but you reach a point where you can't wing it anymore. You have to actually know your data and your numbers. So that is why it's so important to take this intentional time away from your business to look at it from that bird's eye view, get really focused in, and then create that plan to move forward. So do the audit, download the workbook. I will leave the link in the show notes. So download that workbook, schedule in time, make it Make it fun. Make it something you look forward to. Put on some music, light a candle, have a glass of wine, take yourself to dinner, whatever you need to do, make it happen because that is what is going to propel you into the coming year and help you reach that next level that you are looking for personally and professionally. So I hope I convinced you that this can be fun um, and that it's powerful to know these numbers. So next time you are looking at making big decisions, you can make them from a place of clarity. If you're interested in getting the dashboard, um, keep your eyes open because we are opening up the quarter one of 2024 Sister Circle membership on December 15th. So that's a Friday. It's coming out very quickly. And that is the day that we will open up the doors for our membership moving into 2024. So if you're a member, that dashboard is already in the resources, the growth library. So you can access that immediately when you sign up for membership. Otherwise, like I said, you can always just make your own with a Google Google Drive, Google Sheets. It's not hard, but it is nice for, to have someone else do it for you. So we have so many awesome things coming up for our small, small business owners in 2024, starting with our InnoVision webcast. It is a day-long webcast. We have six powerhouse women speakers. We'll be having some of them as guests on the podcast leading up to that, but it's January 4th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Central. We will be dissecting and diving into so many amazing topics for your business to grow in the coming year. So the theme for that is really InnoVision. 
to elevate your business. So having vision for your business is important, but we also need to be innovative. So it's going to give you tons of ideas and tips and strategies and resources and new ways to innovate, to elevate in the coming year. So stay tuned for details on that. You can go register. There is a free ticket as well as a VIP ticket into that webcast. So I cannot wait for the coming year. We have so many things coming up. We'll have some more great podcast interviews, but make sure to check out this workbook, download it. And until next time, keep following what drives your soul. Are you ready to take your business vision to new heights in 2024? Join us on Thursday, January 4th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. for our very first InnoVision Small Business Strategies webcast. The best part, you can join from anywhere in the comfort of your home. The world is ever-changing and how we do business requires us to evolve and change too, which is why we put together this webcast of six powerhouse female small business owners to share new innovative tools, strategies, and insights to help you take your business to new heights in the new year. You can learn from these business owners that are actively working in and scaling their own business to hear what's working from for them, grow your knowledge and your skills to succeed. Plus, you get to connect with tons of other female small business owners from across the country that are growth-minded just like you. There's a free ticket and a VIP option. Head over to sistercircle.co to sign up and save your seat for this innovative to elevate your business vision in the coming year. I hope to see you there. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Soul Driven with Steph. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it out with someone else who needs to hear this message. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you know when new episodes drop. And until next time, Be sure to take care of your mind, your body, and your soul.